Patients, obviously I've had a lot of patients who've had both uh, and, and they generally say it's similar but different. different. So the, the, the right. level of pain is similar but it's a different sort of pain. And also the, yeah, the pain that they usually describe after our surgery is that tightness discomfort. Hey Refam, my name's Kate and welcome back to Keeping It Real, the podcast that compares the pair. Quite a few of our abdominoplasty and lower body lift patients have had C-sections and are keen to know how the operations compare when they come in to see us. In this app, Kim and Richard will explain the difference between the surgeries, what happens to a C-section scar during a tummy tuck, and whether a bigger scar means worse pain. Okay, welcome. Today we're going to talk about C-sections versus tummy tucks, which from you guys I've heard is kind of a big crossover topic and something that I've heard a lot in the practice. I think it's really relevant to our patients just because for some of them that might be the only surgery they've had before a tummy tuck and also can obviously be the precursor. So just to start, do you want to like maybe just briefly explain what the two surgeries are like in terms of logistics, how they actually break down? I don't recall Ever seeing a cesarean section in theatre? No, but uh, no, I might I have think maybe seen one. Anyway, mm. I know the gist of it. So um, obviously that's at the end of a pregnancy, and um, a woman is either um, taken into theatre as an emergency cesarean, an urgent, or a planned or booked one, and for various reasons. Um, so the skin. The first difference is that the skin is really stretched obviously because there's a baby and a yeah. swollen fluids and all that internally um and the obstetrician actually makes a pretty small cut I think they mm. like, most women end up with a very short scar and it's these days is really pretty low um yeah. so usually if there was pubic hair like in the pubic hair region so pretty low um so that's a transverse cut um across the bottom of the tummy, tummy that's called a and in steel incision. Um, so that goes horizontally, but then once they've through the skin, what they actually then do is split the muscles or between the muscles yeah. vertically. So that's actually a line that's called the linear alba. And that that's actually the bit that Richard will talk about with a tummy tuck that when we talk about separation. So they split between those muscles and then make a hole in the uterus. <laughs> yank the baby out which apparently for the women lying on the table because they're generally awake although yeah. numb is reasonably violent like they can actually feel quite a lot of movement so oh, yeah. um so that's another point of difference they're generally awake um uh cesarean sections can be done under general anesthetic it would be pretty rare and it would be usually if the woman was quite unwell for numerous reasons yeah. um and so obviously then the baby comes out and then they have to close all those layers so they have to close the uterus they do in that lower part close the gap between the muscles but the pregnancy has usually stretched that gap between the muscles all the way up so mm -hmm. from the pubic area all the way to the sternum and they're just not accessing that and that's not obviously the priority of that procedure so they're yeah. stitching that lower component probably five to eight centimetres, I would say, maybe ten, um, and then close the skin. Um, the beauty for that them closing the skin is it's super loose. Um, yeah. So generally those scars actually with minimal to zero, zero to minimal scar management, most women's caesarean scars actually heal remarkably well because yeah. there's zero tension on it. Um, and so that's the 
technical bits of the surgery. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but so do they do um, – I try to use your word, but horizontal. Yeah, <laughs> fan and like, steel. Is that for <laughs> yeah. just for aesthetic reasons? Because yes. yeah. they go – Because they didn't realise they would have then gone vertical. Yeah, so they go across and then up. They're babies. Because, tr- like, again, f- you occasionally see someone that comes in that has a vertical scar mm. from a caesarean, and I think that's, like, if it's crisis. It's just like – Right, get it out. Cut through everything all in one go type of thing. And that was, like, way, way, way back here. Those kind yeah, of things, like how Caesar himself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was there. Um, <laughs> okay, and so how does that compare to a tummy tuck? So ultimately, we want the scar to end up in the same at the same level because, as Kim just explained, it's usually at a good height and it's hidden under underwear, bikinis, all the rest of it. Um, so our lower incision will tend to be below your Caesar scar. So, common question I get asked is, what will happen to the Caesar scar? and uh, we cut it out. So our lower incision is um, below that and then the upper incision generally above the belly button. Um, And then we cut away all of that skin and then pull that upper skin above the belly button down like you'd imagine you pull down a curtain um, and that gets stitched down to that lower incision. Um, And in between, we repair the muscle. Um, and so there's generally a gap between the muscles um, and, and that tissue is quite thin and sometimes a bit vulnerable to hernias. Um, and so we repair that from right up high on the uh, what's called the ziffy sternum or the rib cage um, all the way down to the pubic bone. So generally in two sections, one above the because the belly button's sitting in the middle of all of that. So one sort of stitch going from the um, rib cage down to the belly button and then one below uh. it. In terms of wound healing, though, as Kim just alluded to, um, compared to a Caesar where you've taken a baby out and then you've got a lot of loose skin, we're in the opposite scenario. So we're often bending the bed. Um, it's under a lot of tension, so we do a lot of deep stitches. Um, and fun segue, uh, one of my early mentors when I was a medical student who was an obstetrician. I'm not going to name him, but I used to operate in the theatre next do. to him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not going to be a good story. <laughs> uh, Max Michael, if you're watching, you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, he called me into his theatre one day and said, show me how you stitch up wounds. He's a big South African guy. Um, so I showed him and, he, and he, said, he said, ever since I showed him, he said, everyone always comments his scars are the best scars. <laughs> um, so we clo- the thing I showed him that was yeah. – different to what a lot of them do is closing uh, the deeper layer. So there's a deep layer of fascia, which is like a connective tissue. So we stitch that close, which takes as much tension off the skin as possible. Um, And then we close the dermis and then the epidermis um, so that it's a layered closure. So one thing we often get questioned is people worried that their wounds are going to open there's a lot of stitches that go into closing the wound. It's not sort of one stitch and the whole thing unravels. Yeah. Funny. Um, I was, can I just say, mm. funny you say that about that deep fascial layer. Um, so an anaesthetist that I work with all the time, they often check at different parts of the operation where we're at so they know when to sort of, you know, put less drugs in and et cetera. And, um, and so I was closing an abdominoplasty and she said, oh, are you stitching the fat at the moment? And I was like literally – 
how, how long have we been working together? <laughs> what I don't ever stitch the fat. And uh, I was like, here's a here's an anatomy lesson. Like it, there's actually a layer that's called scarpa's fascia. It's like they're really tight. And so the next day I was doing the same mm. operation. She was she was like, are you at the point where you look like you're stitching the fat, but you're actually <laughs> stitching that other important stuff? Yes, that's what I'm doing. There's still two more layers to go after this. Those so, are and never beating those allegations. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like she kind of knew what she was doing. And I was like, yeah. Shout offense. out to all the anesthetists <laughs> yeah. that we love. Um, and no without stitches him. in the fat because that does do nothing to yeah, our wounds. <laughs> yeah. We love no our anesthetists. We can't. Um, on the, on that note, I know you were saying like a lot of women heal really well, but I was also reading a lot of women get like a C-section pouch, mm. which is kind mm. of like a shelf of scar tissue. Um, do you kind of want to explain what that is and, and can you fix that with a tummy tuck? Like does that go away? Um, what that is describing generally is that the caesarean section scar, as it heals, it actually sticks down to those deeper tissues that we're talking about. Right. And so um, the scar itself, edge to edge, heals really, really well. But our bodies, when they're healing scars, especially when they're in multiple layers, the body actually tries to make the scar as tight and small as possible. Mm -hmm. And in some areas that works really well for us and in some areas less so because what it does is contracts that scar down tight and so then any of that loose skin which is above it then usually hangs over the top. Oh, okay. So some women actually have a, a tummy that generally actually almost looks like they've had a caesarean but they haven't. But it's much more common with that lower scarf. It's like kind of tethered down. And part of that is just how the body heals but part of it I think is also – that they're not given great advice in terms of scar management. So maybe if they've done some massage and um, moving the scar around a little bit in the early days, it might have made some difference to that sticking. But yes. if there's loose skin over the top of that, there's Never. nothing that they could have done that's going to make any difference to that. Well, it, it becomes a fixed point. Mm. So instead of it sort of – it's like the belly button. So the belly button's a fixed point in the middle of the abdomen and so you often have an overhang in the massive weight loss patients yeah, right. over the belly button. So this is the same. It becomes a fixed point. Mm -hmm. And so skin hangs over the top of that. Gotcha. People, I think, are very commonly concerned about the tummy tuck scar. Um, as you said, the cesarean one's really small. I think they said they usually cut 10 centimetres, um, which makes sense because of what else I know about babies. <laughs> but... Does you know? I think especially if people are comparing that scar and that if they have had a C-section mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh God, that was painful," and now like this one's coming. Does the scar like size correlate at all to the pain or recovery? Uh, no. So a couple of things. So our scars w would tend to be probably thirty to forty centimeters, so three to four times the length of a Caesar scar. Um, important to understand that uh, scars he uh, don't heal from end to end they mm -hmm. they heal across the wound so it's there's even though it's longer it doesn't take any longer to heal because it's just right. it has to jump the bridge of skin it's healing uh, this way not that way. not oh. not like a zip i was waiting right. for yeah. yeah. because i was yeah. like doesn't it go like up by like yeah. layer by layer but yeah, yeah. I get what you mean um yeah and so in terms of uh, the pain the actual incision is generally not the most painful thing uh it's more the tightness mm -hmm. so uh, that's not related so much to the length of the scar. But I think from the muscle point of view, the Caesar can sometimes be a little bit more painful because of 
they've sort of cut into the muscle and split them, as Kim was saying. Yeah, and they're going through more layers, right? Mm. Yeah, and also sort of in, in the internal areas, which we're not in. Yeah. Uh, so when you're just pulling the muscle together, doing what we call a application or a muscle repair, uh, I don't think that is quite as painful as sort of when you've got to go split through it and, and go down into the uterus. So God. patients, obviously I've had a lot of patients who've had both yeah. uh, and, and they generally say it's similar but mm-hmm. different. different. So the, the, the right. level of pain is similar but it's a different sort of pain. Oh, okay. And also the, yeah, the pain that they usually describe after our surgery is that tightness, discomfort, like because mm. they're, I always say they're being repaired this way and that way. So mm-hmm. they're being pulled in two directions, tightness, and right. they're really hunched over. And then yeah. that pain then transfers into their backs because yeah. they're mm. hunched over, like if they're really hunched over. Yeah. And it's a protective mechanism of our bodies as well to kind of like spasm everything up. And even when they could probably stand or lie a bit straighter, some patients are generally so hunched over that mm. they're like just – my God, my back is killing me. Yeah. And usually by that two to three week mark, the, the back pain is what is, even at one week, sometimes the back pain is what people are more uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's manageable with heat packs and little, you know, hopefully someone nice at home can do a little massage and yeah. that they can get into a comfortable position to sit and um, to sleep in as well. Um, I know obviously recovery in terms of what we tell people is really important, you know, in terms of taking a load off, not pushing yourself too quickly, not going to the gym too quickly, all of those things really matter. Obviously quite a different demographic in terms of people who are coming for a tummy tuck would be however many years past having a child um, and they might be a bit more self-sufficient, not that, you know, not not driving you around necessarily, but like compared to women who've had a C-section then have – a newborn at home. Yeah, they're, they're getting look up after to a brand new baby every hour. Do you think that kind of impacts how the recovery journey goes and how quickly people feel better? Yeah, so okay. I often will say that as well. Uh, that there's there's a lot of other distracting things uh, when when you've had a baby as part of a Caesar. Uh, so in some ways, that kind of you've got so many other things to worry about and breastfeeding and the rest of it, not sleeping. Um, so that can, that can obviously impact your how you interpret the pain and your level of pain and uh for some people it's a distraction for some people just wears you down so uh, in some ways the tummy tuck's a little bit easier in that that's all you've got to focus on yeah um and you you, by definition generally you're not going to have toddlers um you have kids who are reasonably well self self self-sufficient by the time you're having a tummy tuck if people do want to have a tummy tuck after their C-section, is there like a set downtime or like the time between those two surgeries they have to wait? The cooling off period is now a week. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> uh, Jokes, uh, Harper, <laughs> if you're watching. Um, our recommendation would usually be beyond a year. Um, and because they've got a brand new baby, um, that's the priority. The, the recovery from – our surgery is involving, um, you know, not wanting to lift up. So, you know, a child that's between six and 12 months is often you know, eight to 10 kilos. So um, to not be doing that for your baby when they're at the time when they need it. Um, another question that we 
really, but sometimes get asked, like usually online, usually the patient doesn't come in, but can you have a tummy tuck at the same time as having yeah, a cesarean section? the internet. Do you want to answer that one, Richard? Yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's a common query and, and the answer is should be obviously no. Um, and the reason is, firstly, you've just got so many things going on, but also there's a lot of, uh, still a lot of swelling, um, often not at your ideal body weight. Um, and then to do it, you're just not going to get a great tummy tuck result. Um, you know, the, the most common situation is where someone's got just, as we were talking about before, a very small pouch and they think, I oh, will just take that Let's out. Take but, a bit of skin. You know, you, you're, just a little bit of skin while you're there. Yeah, yeah every, right. but everything is still swollen. Um, your uterus is still swollen. Mm. Tissues are still swollen. I read how much bigger the uterus gets, and I was like, yeah. six times the so size." So I'll, I'll, I'll mm. give you a, a bit of an analogy. Um, uh, within the last six months, I was doing a tummy tuck, and we generally will always put a urinary catheter in when we're at the start of a, a tummy tuck. Um, anyway, I was doing tummy tuck, and I was repairing the muscles, and it just all seemed really tight. Mm. And I just I wasn't happy that I was t- I couldn't close the gap as easily as um, I wanted to. Mm. And so sometimes that's because there's not enough muscle relaxant going on um, at the from the anesis end. So we checked that. That wasn't the problem. Um, and then it dawned on everyone, uh, I, I think we put the catheter in, but the catheter was blocked. So the patient had a full – so sometimes the, oh, the tubing just right. is a bit kinked or it's in a position that's yeah. not draining. Anyway, someone – you had to go under the covers, untwist the – not untwist, mm. but sort of straighten out the tubing. Suddenly 500 mils of urine comes out because oh. we've been operating for two hours. Right. And the whole abdomen just went completely flaccid oh. and then I could do the muscle repair. So, you know, a, a, a big uterus. Yeah. Plus it's there's all sorts of hormones going <laughs> on. Yeah, right, of course. And you everything's know. all lax as well. Yeah. Like the muscle – like the fascia is – like it's designed to be – floppy because the baby's growing so to be yeah. able to try and stitch that tight you got no chance yeah so the short answer is not no. a good idea yeah. <laughs> right. the long answer is no as well as the short answer <laughs> um also like obviously when we're talking about pain i know you said that women sometimes or like often can kind of feel the C-section happening but like i'm mm. sure not painful not the surgery but the movement on the yeah so, and then obviously for a tummy tuck, they're underneath. So it shouldn't be painful during. Yeah. Um, be completely. They will be completely asleep. It yeah. won't be. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> there yeah. will be no feeling. But so obviously we're talking about recovery. In tummy tucks, do people get any like really heavy painkillers or is it just like Panadol? No. <laughs> they absolutely get good pain relief afterwards. Um, usually for... Um, up to a week, some patients even two weeks, strong pain relief to go home with. And I was actually thinking that something that I think is often missing for women that have had a caesarean section, like it's major surgery as well. And I know from at least a couple of friends that have had caesareans that their pain was actually poorly managed post-surgery because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you've just had a baby, but, you know. Yeah. And and even for um, women that have had vaginal deliveries, I think – don't always get great pain relief as well. So that is something that we certainly focus on a lot with our surgery. And it's not just the pain relief medications that they have during uh, 
after the surgery and when they go home. Also, at the start of our surgeries, we always inject a whole lot of local anaesthetic. Mm -hmm. And um, during the surgery, I'm sure you do too as well, we inject local anaesthetic into the muscles as well. Right. Uh, like, and that's right near the, near the end of the surgery. It's long-acting local anaesthetic. Mm-hmm. So that really helps with their recovery afterwards. And sure, for a caesarean, they don't really need to do that because they've got the spinal or the epidural as yeah. well, which is, you know, making their whole lower, lower body numb. Um, but, yeah, that, that helps try and reduce the amount yeah, of right. opiate or stronger pain relief that they need. I was listening to this podcast because you know how they've opened the – whatever, altruistic sperm and egg donor in Victoria. Because I was like, who would do that? Like for free? Because in Australia Uh, it's illegal to pay anyone to be uh, a donor, right? And so I was like, who would do that? That's insane. Some of my friends um, sponsored themselves through medicine. from. Well, they can't get paid. Well, that, that wasn't five minutes ago that he was so, in university. <laughs> Maybe I'm back in sure the old days there were different rules. But anyway, but I mean, whatever. Sperm? I thought, yeah, I thought people got – I don't know to do that. In America you can, but like Mm. everywhere else, right? Like it's illegal. So, um, which whatever, obviously they've changed over time. Sperm donation, very different to having eggs scraped out of your body. (laughs) So I was like, who would do, like for not somebody that they knew, right? Like just like, oh, I'd love to see them have a baby and donate their eggs. Like I already thought it was insane. Then I was listening to this podcast (laughs) and they were saying how like they it was so painful, like they could feel feel all the eggs being scraped out of their uterus like and this is for their own personal IVF and they're like they're begging for more but um the nurses are like sorry because it's um fentanyl is that the and they're like we like that's our legal kind of limit we can't give you any more and they were just in agony and afterwards they'd stand up and they just pass out like whack their heads on things they were just in so much pain sounds like it's someone's back yeah well then it was like because everyone's like that's so weird but it was because the nurse, a nurse was stealing oh. the drugs and replacing it with saline. So, so the all, patients were not actually So all the patients had relief. no yeah. pain relief. And wow. it, was, it was at Yale. At Yale oh. And they were doing it all and they didn't get – so because they were kind of being like, oh, women. Like, you know, that's, <gasps> it, it's tough. Get over it type of thing. And then because they were like – I've had other friends who were like, I didn't – like you can kind of like whatever. It's like a bit uncomfortable. Like you're awake. Mm. But like you the shouldn't dirt, be able to feel it. But Dirty like, John was there taking all the yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took not. all the drugs and then replaced it with saline. <sighs> yeah. No, okay. that's, they're not in Australia. No, no, no. <laughs> and that was for IVF. So, But I was like I, at the beginning of it, I was like this is really reinforcing my belief that you would like, be insane. Kate's not donating her eggs to anybody. Do it Obviously – Everybody has different pain thresholds, reacts to things differently. To say one is definitely more painful than the other would be crazy, which is why we haven't. Do you, What are your kind of top tips for minimising um, pain after a tummy tuck? Follow the doctor's instructions. Uh, I think... I, I think it's important to take time to, to heal, so not to try and overdo things. That's not to mean lie in bed and not do anything, but um, I, I, you want to try and not overdo things. Uh, I think a lot of patients who have seen Penny, the PT, Penny the PT, <laughs> uh, get, a lot of, get a lot of benefit from there. Mm. That's a little bit further down the track. Early days, regular Panadol, regular Nurofen, uh, the stronger painkillers, particularly at night. Um, heat packs, as Kim was saying before, I think can be very helpful. Uh, sleeping in a position where you're not putting a lot of tension, so a little bit bent at the hips, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of beach chair position. 
um, which can either be in a recliner or with, just with some pillows uh, or on your side. That also works. Uh, they would probably – regular Panadol and Nurofen I think is very underrated. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, also, um, I think a positive mindset is a massive thing. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, patients go to sleep terrified and, like, you know, it is a frightening thing but, it, but they're like, uh, the pain's going to be so bad, I'm going to be mm. – we'll wake up. Yeah. with that um and be kind to yourself like it's major surgery there's a recovery time don't compare yourself with other people like i know a lot of our patients are on our forums and have get a lot of benefit with chatting to other patients but you know if you're not working with 5k's at yeah. one week that doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you that you know just your journey is your journey and you know don't be comparing comparing that perfect yeah and and just um circling back to the caesar i think sometimes patients who have had who are having a tummy tuck who have had a caesar often do a little bit better just i think like along what the lines or kim was saying just uh having a a good attitude because they've been through it they don't have a lot of the some of the anxieties particularly if they had not a pretty good experience with the Caesar. And so they go in it not expecting it to be terrible. Mm. Um, and then I find sometimes they do well, um, do, a bit, do a bit better. Um, definitely the patients who tell me they've got a higher pain threshold need way more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Almost very, universally. Very, very, very high <laughs> pain threshold. Whenever I hear it, it's sort of like, okay. If you liked this episode of Keeping It Real, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you have a flick through our past episodes? We'd love to hear your requests for future topics, so send your suggestions through to us on IG at Replastic Surgery. That's all for today, and we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.